What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Happy Skews Day to you. It's January 30th, 2024. I'm Trey. That's Mark. A happy early birthday to my wife, Katie, whose birthday is coming up very soon. But yeah, hey, hey Mark, how you doing? Good, buddy. I'm, 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 it's the viewers, I'm laughing because right before we came on, Trey was trying to work out all the different right-wing groups by the relationship to like sex and jerking off. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. well, like the Andrew Tate thing is like being alpha to get laid, but incels don't get laid but do they want to get laid or but also the proud boys you can't jerk i mean that was right. thinking like you can pretty much break down every way wing psycho by the relationship to how they feel about when and where they can come a hundred percent the main thing is women can't exactly <laughs> right yeah no yeah, i mean yeah i do think that for so many of those right wing i just think that ultimately a lot of it comes down to because they almost all of them i feel like super hate women and there's like this incel thing at the, I feel like it's because they have trouble with women and they don't understand why. And they blame women instead of understanding that they're driving women away by being the way that they are. They take the wrong, you know, lesson away from it all. But I think that like with most things where men are involved, I think a lot of that comes down to, you know, getting laid or not. And the reasons thereof, and it drives these dudes insane. I don't want to be reductive, but. You know, do you remember that like they, that, that book, the game blew up and then there was like the pickup yeah. artist, like, like, so I, I yeah. read the game and it's like, so weird. and like, all that. Yeah. 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 But that's just negging. Like th- those guys don't understand how to be charming. Negging is just flirting, like mildly roasting someone as a way to be fun. It's like, it's, 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 they made up this whole like vocabulary for just like normal stuff. But the big thing among pickup artists, all their opening lines are basically just like shortcuts to asking women questions about things women want to talk about. So it's like, you just haven't had an instruction manual to talk to women by talking to women about stuff women like talking about. <laughs> it's like, so right. weird. it's like, yeah. it, it's just, that's just being a human being, like to asking someone a question and listening to their answer. Holy shit. And didn't that um, dude, didn't the, the, the game guy, the pickup Neil artist guy, at least one of yeah. them, didn't he like wear like a cat in the hat hat? and stuff like that or what or, or one of his compatriots did or something i just remember that them was, looking really stupid yeah it's called peacocking to get right. attention okay yeah. okay so that guy that guy I forget his name but he, he has one you know having the vh1 talk show but yeah his whole thing was doing magic tricks for girls because it was just like a way to get a conversation start. anyway it doesn't matter we're way off topic. <laughs> yeah. so uh uh we've got a good show we're gonna talk about stuff going on at the border uh some Crazy fuckery happened in Congress, uh, secession type shit happened on the border, and uh, also another stupid ass truck convoy that's already fallen apart in pretty hilarious ways. Um, you might remember the truckers, the anti vax truckers in Canada. Well, America's oh, yeah. got their own breed who just uh, want to kill some migrants. Um, so, good news, some good news stuff before we get to the show. Ben Shapiro made a rap video. Uh, Is that good it, news? I mean, it, that sounds no, like terrible news for rap and videos and music in general. Yeah, uh, to it's me. so bad I couldn't even subject the viewers to it. It's just fucking awful. Not just like because I don't like Ben Shapiro's whole thing. It's just bad music. Like the beats bad. They're, they're, it's just it's 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 just awful. So I I'm, haven't seen it, but I got so like it is this. It's ironic. Like no, it's not. He made a a rap video like trying to make a good rap mm-hmm. video. That's yeah. insane to me. <laughs> yeah. The hubris he's, involved with that decision absolutely blows me away. <laughs> he basically does a guest verse and some other like MAGA rappers kind of thing where there's talking about like uh, how facts don't care about your feelings. He's like talking about how he invests his money, unlike Megan the Stallion who wastes hers on like on bling or what it's like. It's like, okay, shut the fuck up. Uh, it's like it went to number two on iTunes between Britney Spears and, and Justin Timberlake. So, uh, do with that what you will. These people will listen to the worst shit in the world just to troll us. And I'm like, I don't, uh-huh. you're not impacting me at all. I don't care if you're pushing right. number two. Go, good for you. Uh, in real life, good news the IRS is finally rolling out its direct file pilot program, um, which is good because then we talked about it before. Like the rules saying you had to use TurboTax is basically just a, 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 a in, into it bribe fucking Congress to make that a rule that you couldn't just directly file with the federal government electronically. So, yeah, like, this is crazy. just. I think we all have a vague sense that the American economy is like 80% scammed at this point and having the government not be involved in one of those scams is good. So that's good. It's, it's not, it's just a pilot program. It can't handle everybody yet. And I still have to have an accountant because I'm incorporated because showbiz is stupid. But uh, if, if people have a, you know, easy, like what do you do? A 1040 easy or whatever, this is easy as shit. And they'll hopefully be ready to, for everyone to use it by next year until, you know, Trump gets elected and can't. Right. It. Nukes <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's a fun story. Um, 
So there's a big like invest like like uh, investigation into what the hell the White House Medical Office was up to during the Trump years and before when Ronnie Jackson was in charge of it. Turns out they were just handing out pills like Michael Jackson's doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's a there's a money aspect to this. This is part of the scandal that I don't really care about. But basically, they were instead of spending money on generics, they spent like uh, like like 170 times more drugs uh, they spent on like name brands were 175 times more, more expensive than the generic equivalent. So, uh, another pill like I was 55 times more expensive than the generic equivalent. That's just normal government way shit. But I'm more interested in why that they, they, they fucked up records keeping. I'm sure they fucked up the records keepings. They didn't want anyone to find the records, but like they were heading out schedule two drugs like fentanyl, hydrocodone, and morphine and oxy. Uh, this is a clinic that doesn't do procedures or with moderate sedation, but they're handing out like extreme quantities of, of all these fucking like like hardcore party drugs. Um, so, I, so I, I'm not surprised that the White House has their own pharmacy. I'm not surprised by that at all. But like, if you work in the White House, can you just go to this counter and be like, "Hey, I need some oxy because my knee, you know, how my knee is." Or like, do they also have White House doctors that you go to first that then are, are the doctors in the pharmacy? Like, I don't know. I'm kind of fascinated by how this, this whole thing works. I always have been because it's like I've always had real bad luck with doctors. I don't want to just be handed any pill anytime, but I've always managed to find the doctors who are like, they're like, yeah, I'm kind of a minimalist when it comes to prescribing medication. I'm like, well, then mm-hmm. I don't really know what we're doing here because I'm on death's door and I want some fucking cough syrup and you won't give it to me. So mm-hmm. I'm, so like these mythical doctors that I know exist at the highest levels of society that you come in and it's like, yeah, whatever you want. I'm not surprised they're in the White House, but it does kind of fascinate me, like how that works. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, like, like Ronnie Jackson's a medical doctor. Usually, you have usually have military doctors doing all this shit. But like, so, uh, like, I didn't realize, like, so the people in charge of running the drug war, telling the rest of us that we're fucking deviants if we take substances they they they, they say are bad for us. I have a here's a me quote here: a free hand handing out Provigil and Ambien because, mm-hmm. like, I guess the the White House travel schedule is pretty brutal for a lot of people, right? You're in like right. fourteen different time zones in six days, so they're taking uppers and uppers to get up and downers to sleep, and I'm like. I get that, but you're also cutting everybody else's like uh, right. uh, ADHD medicine. Yeah, like like the government's cracking. The, yeah, so we right. we can't have our uppers, but you can have yours. So fuck that. Uh, I agree. Anyway, I agree completely. Then, I travel all the goddamn time too. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Let me go into the doctor and be like, I travel all the time. Give me a shitload of uppers and downers, please. And again, I'm in Hollywood. You'd think those doctors would be all over the place. Not in my experience. Lord knows I've tried. No, but they, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, it is a little unfair, a little hypocritical, but that's how, you know, that's just how it works. If you're at the, if you're at the upper echelons of, of this hellscape, then yeah, everything works differently for you. But apparently the party's over at Joe Biden's White House, so at least he's not a hypocrite. He's anti-drugs for everybody, including to his own staff's detriment. So there we go. <laughs> well, at least there's that, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It is weird that they, yeah, like, you know, ketamine, fentanyl, and, you know, morphine and shit, that they were all just dishing that out, too. That's wild, because... It's like, so we're like some of the joint chiefs of staff just like zonked out and fucking with the nods and shit and meetings and stuff. Cause that stuff is hardcore, dude. All of those things are pretty hardcore. You like, we got people running the free world mm-hmm. out of their goddamn minds uh, on that good White House uh, job. Dude, if you found out that, like, say, if the CIA was cooked out of their mind and this and the State Department all had like a dope lean, wouldn't that make the world make sense? Yeah. <laughs> Especially the Coke part. Yeah. All right. Well, let's continue. Producer Matt is with us doing his thing. He hopes you like the new, he hopes you like the new graphics and whatnot. And uh, yeah, this is Weekly Skews. Before we go on, I want to remind you of a few things. Number one, if you'd like to see me do stand-up comedy on a stage live and in person, go to TreyCrowder.com. Check out my upcoming 2024 dates. We're adding more all the time. I hope to see y'all out there. TreyCrowder.com. Also on TreyCrowder.com, me and Corey Forrester have a book around here and over yonder. It's a comedic travel guide. Check it out. You can get the audio book too, which we read like some dummies, you know, with our accents. I mean, really dumb it up. It's fun. And then lastly, if you enjoy this program and would like to show your support, you can do so by signing up on Patreon. You go to weeklyskews.com slash more, or you just go on Patreon and look me up. Either way, works. $5 a month gets you access to full-length bonus episodes. We do two a month. we got one coming this week. And if 
if you sign up, if you haven't been on there and you sign up now, you get access to the entire archive, which at this point is, I'm going to say roughly a shitload. There's a shitload of bonus episodes of SKUs out there that you guys haven't seen if you haven't been a patron. patron. So get some more SKUs in your life. Check it out. All right. As for the show tonight, as Mark mentioned up top, we're going to be talking about how things are going at the border. Spoiler, not great. A little secession-y, getting pretty wild down there. It's interesting mm-hmm. stuff, and we'll get into it a little later, but we've got plenty more to talk about before then, and we'll start with the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. Saying this? Can you hear me? Okay. <laughs> Dystopia dumbass. I love it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tonight's DD, the San Francisco 49ers for being doomed in the forthcoming Super Bowl because they couldn't get Olivia Rodrigo to date their quarterback, Brock Purdy. Listen to what Fox News is talking about football-wise. We have had enough of Taylor Swift for now, but here's the facts. (laughs) Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl, and now there's an online plea circulating that is begging people to become Niners fans for the next two weeks. Just (laughs) so it doesn't raise Travis Kelsey, a.k.a. Mr. Pfizer's star power, along with, of course, Taylor Swift, because it is so so scary. There was a recent poll. One-fifth of Taylor Swift fans said they would back whichever candidate that she endorsed. Honest, a lot of her fan base are 15 year old girls who can't vote anyways. A lot of the others are already liberal women who would support the DNC no matter what. But there's a lot of other people who need to be careful because she doesn't do what she says. Like, for example, the other day, yesterday, she flew private from New York City to Baltimore. Yet she constantly talks about climate change. So she's got Fox News. So Fox News ran a literal story about how, like, her jet has too much carbon emissions when she flew into Baltimore. Uh, right, Baltimore. like, like they got Fox fuck. News complaining about fucking right. uh, climate change. So, so if you don't follow right wing media, first of all, say a prayer of thanks to fake Jesus. Uh, but the they are obsessed with fucking Taylor Swift, and like there's there's like a papaw take out there. There's annoyable women being involved in football at all. So like. People are so furious Taylor Swift is sitting in the stands of these games. Someone did the math. She was on the screen for like 11 total seconds on Sunday <laughs> during the game. It's like it's not like that big of a fucking deal, but whatever. So, But the right-wing media is ginned up with all these conspiracy theories about like Taylor Swift being a government asset. And it's like a ploy to like manipulate young people to vote for Joe Biden or something. And they just made this all up out of thin air. Now, she did endorse Biden in 2020, but like – I. Yeah, we'll get to how impactful that might be in a minute. But here's the me quote of Vivek Ramaswamy. I wonder who's going to win the Super Bowl next month. And I wonder if there's a major presidential endorsement coming from an artificially culturally propped up couple this fall. Just some wild speculation over here. Let's see how this ages over the next eight months. So a lot of people think that he's going to propose at halftime and then they're going to announce Joe Biden, which is like, have you ever watched fucking football? Dude, that would be wild. <laughs> like, the Super Bowl. First of all, I think they got some other stuff going on. But if they come right. to have him propose to her, and then when she says yes, they stand up and we endorse Joe Biden for president in twenty twenty four. Like I kind of want to see that happen just for the the fucking yeah. aftermath of it because right. that would be truly insane. Travis Kelsey, like, he's not going to be worried about proposing in halftime. He's going to be – they have 15 minutes. Well, it's longer because the Super Bowl halftime show Usher's performing. But he's got a few minutes to pee, get his ankle taped up, and get yelled at for missing blocks with Nick, Nick Bosa, right? That's basically what halftime is. <laughs> so, But there's also this is weird civil war among conservatives over this take because, like, guys like Vivek think that the government has it rigged for the Chiefs to win to elevate their profile so they can endorse Biden. Whereas the race science dudes love Patrick Mahomes. Like there's a guy named Steve Saylor who's all of this take. He's like a like one of those white right wing eugenicist types who's like talks about like race and IQ and stuff. And so he thinks it's genetically determined that the Chiefs are gonna win. So these guys are all fighting with each other. But he thinks like Patrick Mahomes is genetically the perfect quarterback, but because he got his athleticism from his black father, yeah, but his intellect yeah. and arm strength from his white mom. Yeah. <laughs> Arm strength? That's a yes. weird pull right there. I've I look, never dude, before heard. Yeah. I grew up in the South in the fucking 90s and 2000s. I remember like the black quarterback thing being like debated on ESPN in primetime right. and stuff. So, like, I've heard the take about I literally, my high school girlfriend, her stepdad, 
Seb once. He was like, it's just their brains. They just can't, mm-hmm. you know, like the whole like, oh, you need a, you, you know, you need a like a scientist out there like Peyton Manning or whatever. And that's a, that's a white guy thing. So, like, I'm not surprised to hear that modern day racists are making that argument about, you know, Patrick Mahomes. But, yeah, the arm strength stuff, that's pretty wild. But I, th- this yeah. is all this is all hard. For me, this is tough for me because I'm in, I'm conflicted in so many directions here. Because like, I've always liked Taylor Swift. I'm not just saying that. I don't like listen to her music all the time. But I've had many arguments with our buddy Drew, drunken arguments about how Taylor Swift does in fact hit. I've always been a Taylor Swift uh, defender at, before she even got political, and then she got political, and it had to do with Tennessee, and she went after Marsha Blackburn. They had a little feud. Loved that shit. I made videos about it. Big Taylor fan. But I fucking hate the Kansas City Chiefs so much. I'm a huge football fanatic to a point that, to a degree that makes me ashamed of myself, honestly, during the fall every year, how much I care about it. And I hate the Chiefs, and I have forever. Uh, And so, like, I cannot root for the Chiefs. I also kind of hate the 49ers, though. But, like, this is – knowing that Fox News has launched, uh, like – a campaign to make people mm-hmm. back the 49ers in this Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. That makes me want to cheer for the Chiefs, but I hate the Chiefs so much. So, like, I know I was about to say I'm not even going to watch it, but I'm definitely going to watch it. But this right. this Super Bowl is just really shaping up to not hit for me everything about it. Well, <laughs> as you know, this. I'm a I'm a Cowboys fan, so I never have any roots rooting interest past the first round of the playoffs. So right, well, at least <laughs> they make it to the playoffs, buddy. Fuck yeah, <laughs> I still uh, I still watch, and you can watch that rooting interest. Just, just eat your nachos and watch some cool football. So, uh, but like, okay, let me quote here: Newsmax host Greg Kelly. Uh, they're elevating her to an idol. This is idolatry. This is a little bit of what idolatry I think looks like. You're not supposed to do that. In fact, if you look it up in the Bible, it's a sin. I don't have to look up the Bible, buddy. I know that the idolatry is a sin. That's like one. That's like the first commandment. But but say so but talk about who's obsessed with Taylor Swift. Who's who right? Elevator into an idol or a totem, anyway. Since Sunday's game, FoxNews.com has published at least fifteen articles about Swift. It's funny, I, you know. Most of those articles are talking about how like they keep showing her. Why do they keep showing her? Like, what? She don't have nothing to do with football. Like, they're artificially making it about her, and they've got fifteen articles about that. You know, uh-huh. which yeah. is inherently making it about her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty typical. Um, I mean, Swift hasn't even endorsed Biden for re-election yet. But like, but uh, so, but Trump's campaign has leaked word that uh, if she does so, they'll declare a quote holy war on her if she backs Biden in twenty twenty four. I don't know what what uh, the, uh, a Trump administration could do to Taylor Swift, but uh, nothing, right? Nothing at all. Nothing. There's nothing anyone can do to Taylor Swift, dude. Like, I, uh-huh. if the entirety of the American like Christian conservative sphere came out against Taylor Swift, I think you would have like. Some fifteen-year-old girls in ten in the Bible Belt stop believing in God. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like I, like I, I uh, genuinely think that that would happen in that scenario. So like they can't do shit to Taylor Swift, man. So let me quote here from the Rolling Stone. This will hit for you. As rumors of Taylor Swift backing Biden twenty twenty four swirled, Trump privately claimed that he is quote more popular than Swift. And then he has more committed fans than she does, which in the sense that, uh, I don't know, I was going to say in the sense of people willing to kill for him might be true, but I don't even know if that's nah, fucking true. I don't know. Yeah, dude. About <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you're right. Oh, in terms of like fanaticism, like, and, in, in, you know, and how, how the links to which they'll go, then maybe Trump. But then you, I mean, look at the Swifties, man. They're, they fucking, they go pretty hard. You, you're, they, they'd line up. They'd go to hell and back for Taylor Swift. They'd absolutely mm-hmm. kill for Tay Tay if she, if she told them to. There's no doubt about it. Let me, in my mind. I have some actual data for you. A Newsweek poll was released on Sunday that says up to 18% of voters, not Swift fans, 18% of voters could be swayed by a Taylor Swift endorsement. Yeah, that's like, wild. If Jesus Christ himself came down and told people to vote for Joe Biden, he would not move 18% of voters. Right. Uh, but like the degree to which Fox News has been doing this for like weeks on end has been insane. Jesse Waters did a whole segment a couple weeks ago floating the idea that Taylor Swift is a CIA asset, that like her fame came out of nowhere, which is insane because she's been out there doing it for like 15 years. Long time. That, that uh, uh, it, 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 he based it upon this idea as a. Uh, is there at a NATO conference? They were talking about influence operations, and someone they used her as an example of a powerful influencer. As we drew the conclusion there, that obviously she must be an influencer op. So, but the DOJ had to like respond to this 
Uh, sorry, the Department of Defense. And they did this in the corniest way possible. Uh, Pentagon spokesperson Sabrina Singh pushed back against Waters' claim, referencing one of Swift's big hits by saying in a statement, as far as for this for this conspiracy theory, we are going to shake it off. Mm. Did she like pause and then give a like an over the top <laughs> wink when she said it? We're gonna just shake it off, huh? Oh, it, Did you get that? Gets, Did everyone get that? It's like the song she sings. You guys get that? It, it gets it gets worse, buddy. Like it's like <laughs> it, 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 it's it's like they were they were full on elbowing in the ribs saying get it. Yeah. Get it. But that does highlight that we still need Congress to approve our supplemental budget request as swiftly as possible, so we can be out of the woods with potential fiscal concerns. Uh, I wish you would grant the administration supplemental budget request. So if, if you know her music, there's like 15 song titles of pun. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, like, that so like, kind of hits for me. I kind of like that. It is definitely very corny, but it's like, mm. I feel like that's the type of response that this, you know, calls for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The whole thing is so inherently absurd and silly that having that response to it. I don't know. I kind of like it. It kind of, I, I kind of dig that. <laughs> Yeah, so we all we talked about like how like when her ticket sale ticket when her tickets for her latest tour went on sale, the the prices were so jacked up and weird, and that, that like it, it led to congressional hearings of possible government action regulating Ticketmaster. Well, over the weekend, somebody made an AI porn of Taylor Swift, and it was going around social media, and it raised this, it made a bunch of people more aware of like the, the the fucking dangers of AI. It also got Twitter to actually do content moderation for the first time since Musk bought it. So she might be our most successful political activist, even though she didn't do anything. She was just a victim of some shit, or fans of victims of some shit. I tell you, I've had conversations over the years, you know, uh, whatever, just drunken or high conversations about how like talking about the Beatles or Elvis or people like that, just like these larger than life personalities we used to have all the time back in the day. And how, I, how like, you know, is that even possible anymore for somebody to be that big because of how, like, because of the internet and how many, you know, how nicheified fandoms and stuff can be shout out to the skewers out there, by the way, like this, like this would not have been able to exist for most of comedy or entertainment history do you know what i'm saying like and and now mm -hmm. they do so like there's it's so segmented and compartmentalized that it just didn't seem possible that someone could reach that level anymore i always thought and so mm -hmm. like i kind of it's for me it's sort of like watching tom brady in the latter part of his career or something it's like i didn't think we'd ever see anything like this again and here we are like this is wild like she's on a level of she's like up there on that yeah. level with those all timers and i didn't think we'd ever have anything like that again so that's a uh, pretty nuts yeah and uh congress it shouldn't take Taylor swift for you to do it but you need to ban ai generated sexual content right fucking now because women are already being victims of this revenge porn shit by people using plug and play apps that just exist on the internet to grab women's instagrams and make revenge porn with them and yeah i saw and it's not just taylor swift either i mean, right. I mean like you just said it's revenge like i just saw a post on reddit this week from just a you know regular non-famous regular woman american civilian who uh her ex-boyfriend used ai to make some kind of like porn video of her or something that wasn't real and she and, and posted it and the whole post was about how like she tried to have some sort of recourse for it and was just turned back by everybody like the cops and everybody yeah. was like there's nothing we could do sorry like we can't there's do no anything law. about that. Right. Yeah, exactly. So there's no law because Congress is all 87 years old and they don't understand it. Right. <clears throat> and this stuff is dead. I mean, it's not totally their fault because even if they were trying to pass a law, like it's happened so fast that like Yeah. Right. And they're yeah. slow to begin <clears throat> with. Uh so yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, speaking of Congress and all that stuff, our honorable mention for Daily Dumbass is Nancy Pelosi. You remember her for not giving it up to Putin for being right about something for once. This is this is a pretty wild video. They're in front of my house all the time. So I, I, I have a feeling for what feelings they have. But we have to think about what we're doing. And what we have to do is try to stop the suffering and gossip. This is women and children, people who don't have a place to go. So let's address that. But for them to call for a ceasefire is Mr. Putin's message. Mr. Putin's message. Make no mistake, this is directly right. connected. So she was also talking about the protests in front of her house. Like earlier today or yesterday or something, uh, people were at, telling her to call for a ceasefire. And she said, go back, to, go back to China where your headquarters is. So is it Russia or China, Nancy? Or... 
are people just seeing a flood of right. horrifying stories right. from Gaza being like, it doesn't show up in a lot of American mainstream news, but you can find stories about the awful shit that's going on. Yeah. And, and the, and, the and implication that like the implication that just like wanting people to stop being wantonly slaughtered, you know what I mean? Mm. Civilians, women and children and stuff that wanting that is like, makes you a pawn of Russia or something is super insulting. Like it's crazy. It's also, like any it's rational person should want that to happen. You know, like it's also trapped. We're trapped in the same doom cycle. It's like what Vietnam war protesters were told. It's like, they're being pro communist by like not wanting to die in South, South, right. South, South, South Asia. It's like, so I, uh, this stuff is incredibly frustrating, but I wanted to use this as a gateway to talk about like what's going on in the middle East for a little bit. Cause uh, so three U S troops were killed. Uh, yesterday or uh, two days ago in Jordan. We apparently we have soldiers in Jordan for some reason. Uh, and, and so like that was apparently in retaliation for us killing an Iranian Republican guard uh, uh, soldier in Iraq. So we're still killing people in Iraq, I guess. So U.S. troops have come under attack like 160 times since October 7th in the Gulf, uh, in the Persian Gulf area. And I like the, the cycle cannot be like, I, I, I guess... The cost of doing business here is we're going to trade missiles back and forth, killing two or three guys at a time to keep from escalating it. But like, you could also just stop fucking doing that. So like, but right, but uh, Biden's going to respond somehow to this, and the hope they're, they're saying, quote, uh, they're hoping to keep it from spiraling. But like, how do you do that? Just fucking stop. <laughs> just stop. Like, it's like this is absolutely fucking insane. Um, and. Th- th- the context here is like Republican bloodthirsty Republicans in Congress, like like uh, Senator uh, Tom Cotton, are mm-hmm. calling for us to strike Tehran. Again, right. Iran's three times the size of Iraq. Right. Remember how poorly Iraq went. Right. Like, this is not going to fucking work out the way you want it to. So just stop all this. Everybody, like, one reason to like try to push for uh, Israel to uh, go for uh, to uh, have a ceasefire. So we don't get drawn into a larger conflict, right? So, like, I, this is just insane to me. But here's a here's a, a fun story. Well, some good news at least. Iran and Pakistan were shooting each other for fucking stupid fucking reasons. They finally uh, stopped. So that's good. They pulled back a little bit from uh, escalating World War Three. But this, uh, so there's a story today. An Iranian man uh, and two Hell's Angels are accusing a murder for hire plot in uh, in America. So this guy from Iran. Uh, tried to hire two Canadian Hell's Angels to kill two Iranian expats who fled to Maryland on behalf of the Iranian regime. The guy that they tried to hire them is a, uh, a Iranian drug trafficker, uh, but he's operates at the behest of Iran's military uh, Ministry of Intelligence and Security. So the thing is, is like, so the Iranian CIA also runs drugs. <laughs> right, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I found that odd and surprise. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I guess I shouldn't. But yeah, right. That a known drug trafficker works for the Iranian version of the CIA because I thought that was, you know, ostensibly part of their whole thing. Uh, but the whole reason the CIA did that shit was because Congress cut off their funding for the weird shit they were doing in South America. But if you work for Iran, there's no like democratic oversight. So why do you have to get illicit funds from the drug trade? It did right. anyway, I don't fucking know. Probably anyway, just probably just because there's so much money in the drug trade. I mean, don't you think? Like it all it all comes back to like money and stuff. And there's a yeah. shitload of money in drugs. So you know why not sell drugs or get in on the drug game or whatever if you if, if you're in that position. You know. Yeah, he's probably shipping stuff straight to the White House. <laughs> to <be laughs> yeah. <honest>. yeah. <laughs> All right. right well, the border? Yes. Let's yeah. talk about the border. Is Texas going to leave this country or what, Mark? You're a former Texan. What's going to happen? Uh, well, I feel I like, like people... they do this every five or so years, don't they? Like it's Dude. like a it's like a Texas uh, pastime to saber rattle about leaving the country. <laughs> like it, Dude, it comes Texas up a been... lot. <laughs> people talk about like six flags over Texas because Texas has been a part of six different countries or been six different countries, but. That's because five of them fucking failed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think people realize that, that it didn't work well. When, every time they try to go it alone, it doesn't fucking go well, whether they're seceding from Mexico or seceding from the United States or whatever. Well, not even so, just Texas, but just secession in general. That's always been my – anytime somebody starts bringing up secession, like if there's even been like people in California who have talked about secession at various points or whatever, and I'm always like, look, as a – 
Southerner, my opinion is that secession is not a great idea and generally does not work out well, at least in the one major example that I can think of on the, you know, a countrywide scale. So I'm not, Dude, what would they, what would the nation of Alabama's economy be like? I know. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, also, so, I, I saw people point out too, and maybe you could shoot a hole in this, but like if, if Texas did secede, I'm sure they would reframe how the, I don't think, it's the GOP in Texas talking about seceding right now, right? For all this border. Stuff. It's not so much secession as open rebellion, but yeah, we'll take a look at that in a second. Okay. Yeah. But like, yeah. but that would fuck the GOP over hardcore, right? If Texas left, if Texas left the country, the, like that would be a major blow. Right. The, the electoral the GOP, vote. Yeah. To the like the RNC the and shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so like, does anybody really want it? You know, I, like, but anyway, yeah. go ahead. All right, so it's been a crazy week of like secession talk, rebellion talk. Uh, 25 or 26 states are in some degree rebellion against the federal government or immigration right now. And some of the most, it's some of the most cynical electoral politics I've ever seen in my life. But in the background of all this, there were uh, 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 impeachment hearings for Secretary Mayorkas, Department of Homeland Security today. They're trying to impeach him because Mayorkas doesn't detain every migrant at the border, but no one ever does. I think Trump detained 52% of them. What you do is you give them, you parole them, let them go and give them a hearing date to be processed for their asylum claim. And it's, believe it or not, people show up because they want to be citizens here and it, the system fucking works. Anyway, but if you're going to impeach Secretary Morricus for not detaining every migrant, then you've got to impeach every fucking uh, secretary in the history of every like immigration department. And like, it, it doesn't make any sort of sense, but like they, there's no depth to their stupidity and like cynicism here. So there's been a big negotiation going on over like a, a deal to like two prongs of it are Republicans want to change a bunch of immigration policy in exchange for funding Ukraine, right. right. And their war against Russia. There was, there was a deal in the Senate for a minute. Then Trump called around, told everybody he didn't want there to be a deal. We'll talk about what's in the law in the bill in a second, because it's like there's not much more they could have asked for or wanted except for building the stupid fucking wall. Or I don't know if you've seen Trump pitch the idea for building a moat with alligators in it. He's <laughs> he has pitched that as an idea, and that yeah. that's not in the bill. But anyway, so um McConnell, a moat with alligators in it. We already got a river down there. Yeah. Are there no are also there's no alligators in the Rio Grande? Other we got them in Louisiana. They're close to that river at least. Like, we kind of already have a moat with alligators in it. If you think about it, sure. <laughs> yeah, put piranhas in it. Why not? Sharks with laser beams. Uh, <laughs> essentially, Trump thinks he has a better chance of winning the election if there's chaos right. at the border. Of they course, they want there to be chaos at the border. Well, it's just here. like he talked about. Uh, on that Fox news or whatever interview recently where he was talking about how he hopes there's like a huge depression or whatever. Like he, right. he openly said, I hope the economy collapses or, yeah. or he was like, if it does, I hope it doesn't happen on my watch, whatever. He wants the economy to go to shit. He wants immigration to go to shit. He wants, he openly explicitly wants things to get really, really bad for this country because that would help him get elected in November. And he's just openly admitting to all of that. That's all he gives a fuck about, which is so wild to me, but I guess mm -hmm. they're totally okay with it. Cause that, that really at the end of the day is what they give it. They don't care about America being great again or nothing like that. They just want to, you know, own the libs and make us pay and get their guy in there. Don't matter right. what the cost you, is. And I'll talk about like the, the, the depression, the, the, the economy collapse and thing, which would make, you know, let uh, times hard for regular people like, you know, us and people that watch the show. Like the, the, uh, uh, when you talk about like not, there's like 14 billion in new funding for stuff at the border. You're not just immiserating the migrants who are stuck in hell and limbo there. You're, it's also a bunch of federal employees who don't have the resources to do their jobs because they're overwhelmed. Right. So you're making, you're, you're torturing them too. It's like, it's, it's just, you're making, making things miserable for Americans, not just potential Americans. So let me quote here from McConnell at a Republican conference lunch last Wednesday. Uh, we don't want anything to undermine him talking about people wanting to tank the bill. Now, M McConnell said he's sort of misquoted because he actually did want the bill. He's saying that's what he's hearing from his caucus members, right? But Mike Johnson gave a press conference. He basically said, yeah, this is the case, that it's the, the, the bill's dead on arrival in the House because Trump doesn't want it passed. And Mitt Romney went on video and uh, went on camera and said this, that this is absolutely true, that they're tanking this bill, that according to Republican point of view, would improve things at the border because Trump wants it as an issue. Here you go. 
Yeah. Anything to keep from doing something. You know what I mean? Like, it, like <laughs> avoid doing something at all costs. Oh, no. Oh. Did the link get oh, deleted? Maybe. Hang on now. Let's see what's going on. Oh, here we go. There it is. Here we go. Do you think this is what he wants, the issue, Donald Trump? This is what he's doing. Oh, I, I, think, I think the border is a very important issue for uh, Donald Trump. Uh, and the fact that he would communicate to uh, Republican senators and Congress people that he doesn't want us to solve the border problem because he wants to blame uh, Biden for it is uh, is really appalling. But the, but the reality is... Okay, okay. So uh, this is just like... Politicians do this shit all the time where they'd rather have the issue than solve it, but you don't go on camera and say that because it's fucking extremely cynical and psychotic. Like, I, I right. don't doubt that somewhere some Democratic strategist has, like, been, like, devil's advocate here. Maybe we don't want to fix Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade, yeah. Right. right, right. So, like, it's not, like, what you would not do is go on camera and find it's, it's completely right. brazen to just do that. So what the bill would have done it was money for 1300 more border patrol agents 375 immigration judges 1600 asylum officers and uh, over 100 inspection machines to help detect and stop fentanyl at our southwest border i have no idea if, if these magic fentanyl detection machines right. work but if they do isn't that good to stop fentanyl coming into the united states with a lot of people fucking dying of overdoses sure it um, is you're right about that as soon as i as soon as you said that the the fentanyl detection machines my mind immediately went to like the, the tsa scanners at the airports and they're getting updated and stuff and it's like those don't do anything but you but i mean you're right but we should um uh we should attempt to stop fentanyl from getting into yeah. the country we should i'm just saying i'll check into the efficacy of these, these these magical fentanyl sniffer like robot dogs right. or whatever on a, on, a, on a future episode so talking about the uh the uh, uh asylum officers and immigration judges there's a recent study from Syracuse that revealed a shocking drop in representation rates for like migrants from 65% to 30%. So we talk about these people not being able to be processed, stuck in limbo and hell, and overworking the people that work there. That's what we're, what we're talking about. Sorry, I'm also- sorry, Mark. Hold on. Representation rates for for what for migrants? What asylum like- asylum hearings. Okay. All right. So people right. coming here for asylum. Right. Uh, the percentage Which is all of them. Right. Yeah. The percentage the migrants, that actually get heard, that have their case heard or whatever, drop from that, 65 that a, to 30%. Yeah, that have a lawyer. that yeah. have somebody to help them navigate the right. process. They don't, they don't yeah, speak yeah. English, right? Yeah. So uh, the bill would also require the Department of Homeland Security to shut down the border if migrant crossings increase above 5,000 per day on any given week or if the average daily encounters reach a 4,000 a day threshold in one week span. Like so, that's being filtered in in, in right wing media as allowing five thousand people a day to cross with no penalty, which is not. The Border Patrol is still trying to catch people, right? right. This is like this is not. It's fucking bad faith nonsense, right? Um, it would also give the president the power to close the border to his dis- discretion, which I think is a bad fucking idea. Because guess what, Trump's going to do on day one, um, right? But th- yes. this reminds like like. Biden probably should start operating like there's a, at least a decent chance that Trump's going to be the next president and what kind of power you want to hand him. Because this reminds me of like Obama built a global like surveillance panopticon that could yeah. only be entrusted to like a benevolent uh, philosopher king and then immediately right. had to hand it over to Donald fucking Trump. So, um, Mark, for me to be the devil's advocate here, is that not a similar version of like when we talk about before about like when there's uh arguments in congress about getting rid of the filibuster and stuff like that and people like cinema and mansion say well what y'all are not thinking about is that if we do that and then they take power we're going to be fucked right like we can't give them the option to do that in the future no it's not you the know. same okay it's not the well, same they, they, they got, uh, i was going to bring this up early, later that uh, a version of this but our politics aren't symmetrical right giving the executive branch more power to do brutal evil shit is going to benefit republicans Right, right. because by, they're by more nature. inclined to, to do that in the first right. place. Yeah, right. Giving the legislature more power to pass bills to help people. Right, going it's going to benefit. Yeah, right. Right. Because, because Republicans are not going to want to do that in the first no. place. Yeah, right. They can pass, because yeah. the, the, way, way the way the Senate rules are, you can pass tax cuts with 50 votes. Yeah. All right? You need 60 to pass a bill to help people. So, right. like, it's just not, the two things aren't, there's not yeah. the same. So, a guy who's got gonna whose head's on the chopping block over this is Republican Senator James Langford from Oklahoma. What here's him trying to like fucking t- speak sense this fuck. I mean, his version of sense. Again, this bill doesn't hit for me. Biden 
Biden thinks he has to eat this shit sandwich to get funding for Ukraine and try to make take people's temperature down over the border. And then he'll spin it as a win, even though it's a shit sandwich he doesn't want to eat or just say it's delicious because he has to eat it anyway. Anyway, so here's James Lankford, who worked his ass off to get a bill he thinks is good. I disagree, but whatever. Here's 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 Lankford that are not being enforced. So why give him this in an election year, the cover of this deal that you know, uh, uh, critics say it's still going to let a lot of people in, but he gets to take a victory lap that he's gotten something done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's definitely not going to let a bunch of people in. It's focused on actually turning people around on it. It is interesting. Republicans four months ago would not give funding for Ukraine, for Israel and for our southern border because we demanded changes in policy. So we actually locked arms together and said, we're not going to give you money for this. We want a change in law. And now it's interesting a few months later when we're finally getting to the end, they're like, oh, just kidding. I actually don't want a change in law because it's a presidential election year. We all have an oath to the Constitution. I mean, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. So because he worked hard to get this bill, the, the Oklahoma, Oklahoma Republicans, his state party passed a resolution saying they condemn him for working on this bipartisan border security package. Uh, Man, and, you, and y'all want border security. Like, I, these people blow my mind, it, like, all the time, every day. Uh, uh, you know, it, there's mm-hmm. no there's no end to it. Like, I, I don't know how they, re- I guess that. I guess it just doesn't matter to their base. They just don't care. Like literally all they care about is fuck Biden, go Trump or whatever. So it doesn't matter how the mental gymnastics that should be required to justify some shit like this. Like y'all want something to be done about the border. You had it right there. Republicans came up with a way to do it and they were going to do it. And then y'all shut your own shit down just because fuck Biden, like to fuck Biden, you're going to allow millions of evil Mexicans into this country over the next 10 months or whatever. Uh, and you, and you're all tacitly admitting that you're totally fine with that because it's way more important to fuck Biden, which I would think implies that you don't really give a fuck about the border and the migrants coming in here in the first place. If you did, you would not be behind this shit right now. Like it, yeah. It's amazing that uh, all these panics over migrants like tend to happen every election year. What a fucking coincidence. Right. Yeah. So Langford basically got the harshest changes to immigration laws in decades after Dems were poised to cave on it. And now he's going to be excommunicated for it. And even like Marjorie Taylor Greene even called him a traitor to the country. All right. So <laughs> the, the strange thing about all this coverage of Trump and the border is like it, it acts like he wasn't president. Like, it's like he was right. president for four years. He didn't fix anything. He, he let in a lot of migrants. Like I said, Trump's DHS secretary, like, uh, like did only detained 52% of migrants at the border. So they had 48% go. And he couldn't get his own passed with a unified GOP control of Congress. And Ron DeSantis, one of his big, like, points slamming Trump during the primary was that Trump deported fewer people than Barack Obama did, which is true. Uh, <laughs> none of this is based on any sort of reality. And by the way, I... Fuck, fuck Obama for like wantonly deporting people to try to look tough to Republicans. Like it's just so, so uh, something needs to be noted here to talk about reality for a second is most immigrants are legal slash documented. Um, Trump was focused on cutting legal migration, which is something people seem to like forget. Because when you for, t- listen to conservative messaging about Biden immigration, they never talk about legal mig- uh, immigration. They want to talk about the border crisis i.e. the difficulty processing asylum seekers. So the plan is to use the American sense of chaos at the border to seize power and shut down legal migration. That's what they want to do, right, to keep an eye on the ball here. And so, like, the, the conversation's gotten so confused that no one even understands exactly what Biden has done. What Biden has done is basically kept in place a lot of Trump's policies about the border while easing everything he did about legal migration, all right? So it's not that he's the same or just as bad. It's just different and Bad, just as bad in some ways and a lot better in other ways. All right. That's the, that's <laughs> right. This is, this is American politics. Okay. So, but because well, you know, like, that's, I mean, it's like the whole, I mean, right. The way they talk about Biden's immigration situation is like, they've just <laughs> torn down every fence and every border patrol agent home, walked away from the border and like put up mm-hmm. a big welcome sign with strobe lights and shit that says, come on in, we're open for business and left it at that. Like that's, and that's what a lot of people think is actually happening down there. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. it's like, so like the policies, Obama to Trump and everybody else, it's like they've been mostly doing the same shit down there, generally speaking, this whole time. 
but a Democrat's in the White House, so it's a fucking, you know, four alarm emergency. Yeah. I just want to be like, like Americans by and large don't seem to have any concept of why we have it so relatively sweet in a lot of ways. Like, I just don't even never think about how things got to be. It's just because America is like special or whatever. But like, like if you have good insurance, you have, you probably have access to a good doctor. You ever notice they have an accent? All right. So like, like, so Biden's been like easing restrictions on skilled technology workers. He's dropping Trump's efforts to curb student visas and he's raising quotas for properly vetted refugees. But like, the thing is like, we have like a like a the, some of the best you know uh, universities in the world, or we had we had throughout our history we've had them. Some of the best hospitals, and all that's because we have a great talent pool. Because like the best shot for keeping the American talent magnet running is the one we use for most of our history, which is like a, just being a pretty generically open place that's broadly considered a good place to live. And conservatives fucking hate that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's just yeah. they, they want to make America worse, so immigrants don't want to come here. Hundred percent. <laughs> Uh, and if you, you like, well, because you know, you, they want to make America worse, so immigrants don't want to come here. And they're like, yeah, but if immigrants don't come here, that's how America becomes great. You know, got to keep it only for Americans. Can't have no immigrants. But of course, when they say immigrants, though, they just mean like the M and M's, Mexicans and Muslims. And I know that most of the Mexicans are like, you know, plenty of those are Guatemalan and Costa Rican and stuff, but to them, they're all Mexicans, right? So like Mexicans and Muslims keep them out, but like you can have all these other, you know, doctors and engineers and stuff from other places come over and that's fine, but they just don't even think of those people as being immigrants. I don't know. I mean, I'm just like, just, 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 I test. I feel like 75% of American nurses are Indian or Filipino. So I don't know what to tell people. It's like, if you, yeah. you want to you see a nurse practitioner or not. So, but you know how deeply fucking racist this response is. You, let me let, I'll let you remember great replacement theory. How it was a wing nut thing for a while. Yeah. About how like George. Yeah. Soros we're trying to replace white people with, with Mexicans who will vote for Democrats and yeah. American. Yeah. Right. Let's here's Lieutenant governor of Texas, Dan Patrick, as we pivot to the actual border, uh, talking about why he does, why he wants to shut down the border. And he is wrong on this issue. He doesn't care because here's the agenda. Maria, America has to understand their agenda is they don't care if people die if they make their goal. And what is their goal? To put millions of people into this country, one day turn them into citizens, and one day turn You get the idea. I think the Matt's having difficulties. But like, so, so this is basically the El Paso Shooters Manifesto, all right? And yeah. they've been, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, no, I'm saying, like, I mean, this is the, the great replacement theory or whatever. This is, yeah. he's just, he's just saying it, but he's the lieutenant governor of Texas saying it on Fox News in primetime. They, one of the reasons they're justifying, like, so we talked about the Supreme Court decision that, in theory, told Texas to cut it out and give Border Patrol, Border Patrol access to the border again and let them cut down the razor wire they put in the fucking Rio Grande. It was drowning people. And they just ignored, they're ignoring the Supreme Court. All right. They're ignoring the they're ignoring the fits of federal government's purview and ignoring the Supreme Court. So it's a two pronged constitutional crisis going on right now. All right, and they're using rhetoric like invasion, like like there's a part obscure element of the Constitution that says the states can take up arms if they're being actually invaded. This is not what the Constitution meant. They meant like if like the British Army landed in South Carolina and it took like a week to get a letter to D.C., you guys can start fighting. All right. right? It did not mean that you have, can take control of the border if four guys walk across it. And they're using terms like military age males to talk about migrants, which is like, you know, excuse that you know, for rules of engagement to kill people in war zones. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, Marsha Blackburn, your home state uh, senator, uh, went on TV yeah. and said, said the same, essentially the same shit. But she said the Dems want migrants to go to blue cities for the next census which doesn't happen until like you know 2030 but also it's republican governors that are shipping bus loads of migrants on buses and send them to blue cities yeah right so fucking stupid yeah and it like so like they're they're openly using the same arguments that the south uses to secede um they're using phrases like this federal government's violated its compact with the states they're saying because the the federal government is respondingly as like brutally and as militarily as they want that they've been abandoned, which is not fucking true. Like it might like, I'm not saying that it's fun times for every law enforcement agency on the border because there is a migration crisis worldwide, but like, it's not like we're not, people want to come live here. They don't want to come take it over. And there's a, there's a pretty huge distinction between those two things. Right. And we talk about the idea of secession. Like there's a core principle here that like, 
what makes a democracy holds a republic together is you accept when you lose elections. Right. Yeah. You can't be like, well, I lost and I don't get the policies that I wanted. So I'm either going to leave the country or usurp the federal government. That's like, yeah. that's not like. I know. Well, like, that's the whole, that's, that's like, that's the thing. That was the paradigm shift. The thing that really changed on January 6th, in my opinion, mm-hmm. like uh, it opening door, the door to that. It's like, you can say whatever you want about the discourse prior to that, even in the preceding Trump years and stuff. But that thing you just said was part of it the whole time at least ostensibly and on a bipartisan aspect, like you, you know, we have free and fair elections. And if you lose, you lose. And like the Republicans for years have been gaming those elections to ensure that they don't lose or at least trying to. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. That's whatever, you know, Fucking, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's what Al Davis said. The owner of the Raiders, like, of course they're going to do that, but still it's like, we're going to do, we're going to game the system. But if the system says that we lose, we do still lose. And, that was the thing that we lost on January 6th, in my opinion. And that's like what makes this election so important and dangerous is because that is now up in the air for the first time in our country's history, I think, which is terrifying. Yeah, like, ima- imagine like Super Bowl Sunday, the Chiefs lose, but then just won't leave the field and keep playing and say those points count or pivot to play like an XFL team and say, that's the real title or something. This is basically right. what they're fucking doing here. But this is an example. Like, so they're refusing to stand down the national guard. Right. And not just that we'll look at a map in a second, but 26 other States are now either sending troops, their national guards to the border or have signed the governors have signed letters in support of Texas. So like it, it the only thing that keeps us from being an open revolt is no shooting has happened yet, yeah. but you've got different, you got state militias, if this is happening in another country and militias from a breakaway province are pointing guns at the main army of that mm-hmm. country, what would you think was happening? Right. An attempt at an, uh, an armed revolt, a, a coup, an overthrow, you know. Right. So an insurrection. And there's like a, there's like a, a, we talked about asymmetry versus like the executive branch and legislative branches, which, in which empowering which one empowers which party. But it's like responsibility asymmetry here too, because Biden's not escalating this, right? They're, he's, they're letting, he's letting them throw their little shit fit. They can be confident he's not going to do what like an actual autocrat or strong leader would do is nationalize the National Guard and have Greg Abbott fucking arrested, right? So they just know they can get away with it. They can act like babies, right? Because they because uh, the Joe Biden, their federal government won't respond in kind. But right, because you because for for Biden and the federal government, it's like they just view this all as posturing or whatever. You know, it's like ah, fuck, you know, I read a thing with a legal expert. He's like, there's still lit- abrogations for uh, avenues for litigation, but like they're already ignoring the Supreme Court. So I'm not sure like what the next cases are going to do, right. but. So Greg Abbott went on Tucker Carlson and said that he's prepared in the event that Biden, that Biden attempts to take control of the Texas National Guard. Uh, he said it'd be a boneheaded move on his part, a total disaster. We're prepared in the event the unlikely event does occur. And he's basically saying that like they, have, they, they also have armed state employees on the border. So even if the National Guard flips sides because Joe Biden pulls them into the regular army, he will then have the Texas Department of Public Safety and the Texas Rangers like shoot at the National Guard people who are just on their side. Uh, so like, I looked up what it takes to federalize the guard. You basically have to invoke the Insurrection Act. That's another one of those things you don't want to normalize. Mm-hmm. But what is an what is an insurrection? What does right. it look like? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, the last time that that happened, the Fed, the president nationalized the federalized the National Guard. It was in 1957 when Eisenhower mobilized the Arkansas National Guard to enforce the Supreme Court ruling on desegregation. Right. Um, so. Christy Noem, governor of South Dakota, we don't have to show this video map, but she went on Fox News and said she, she supports Texas in its entirely, and they're, uh, uh, they should stand their ground. And she says she's going to send the South, South Dakota National Guard to the Texas border. <laughs> so I looked it up. South Dakota's about 4% immigrants. More than a third of those are already citizens. I'm not sure the legal status of the 2.6%, but it's a fucking crisis for South Dakota. Another 2.6% of people out there right. might be vaguely Guatemalan. Also, it's yeah. South South Dakota, so I assume we're talking about three people here. Right, right. 2.6 people. <laughs> three Mexicans in South Dakota, right? Yeah, yeah. two of so, which are there illegally. <laughs> my thing is, like, 
<laughs> Imagine you're in the South Dakota National Guard. You just got a weekend gig to pay for college or whatever. And now yeah. you're being shipped to Texas to fucking sit in the desert and have the federal government point guns at you. Well, see, that's a, that's a thing that I kind of try to hang my hat on to help me sleep at night in any kind of situations like this. It's like, I don't believe that most military guys, National Guard people, whatever, like you, you just, you, you laid it out. Weekend gig, pay for college, whatever. I don't think that most of them are fucking true believers who feel like no. they signed up for this shit. You know no. what I mean? It's like whenever during the George Floyd riots and stuff, when they're like the military went out and then there's like cops on one side, military on the other. It's like cops, you know, generally there's like a whole lot of cops end up being cops for similar reasons. Right. And they've got the thin blue line, the brotherhood and all this. And it's like, they're bought in. Mm. I don't think the same is true for a lot of the dudes in, in, you know, in the national guard and the military and stuff. It's like you said, it was a matter of practicality or whatever. And they're not, they didn't sign up for some shit like this. And I think that that could be important at the end of the day. You sign up for the national guard to hope your neighbors dig out when a tornado hits. Right. Right. And get, make some extra money on the weekends a couple of times, like, like 12 times a year or whatever. So like when they tried, when they tried deploying national guard troops to Iraq, like it was like, you talk to any like main, like career army guys are like, I mean, not to insult your patriotism or whatever, but they're not fucking professionals. You know what I'm saying? It's like they're, they're it's not it's not a full time gig for them. So anyway, so anyway, here's a map of uh, let's look at this map of the states that have committed to take Texas's side in this fucking stupid dispute. That's a whole lot of uh, states. Uh, yeah, Texas, you got people supporting, and the ones with, uh, that in light orange are the ones that have committed to sending troops. I mean, quote here from uh, Christy Noam, if you want to know how fucking stupid this is uh, in general. She said, Texas and the 13 original colonies would never sign the first constitution. Texas and the original 13 colonies. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, And if you want to know, like, how they have no principles other than xenophobia here, the principle they're operating under here is that states have a right to control their international borders. So if a Republican was president, and Texas had a, like a hard, super hard border militarized. They put machine gun nests on it or whatever. Could Tex, could California and New York just open their borders and let everyone in? Is that their principle? Because I don't think it is. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, sorry. No, no, that's all right. Uh, Matt, if you've got one or two comments up there for us before we close this out. But yeah, we didn't even get to the truckers. I, I want to I'll sum them up real quick. So but the real danger here is they're encouraging like, um, you know, uh, stochastic terrorism and like vigilante violence. And there were a bunch of p- people as a one called an army of God who was going to the border. It was talking about like eliminating migrants. It led to a protest convoy that was heading to the southern border. Um, it fell apart yesterday because only 20 trucks, 20 vehicles showed up. They wanted 40,000 truckers. They didn't get a <laughs> single one. Uh, they got lost driving down I-95 from Virginia. They tried to meet up at a Bucky's, but they couldn't find each other because there's so few of them. They couldn't even find each other in the parking lot. And they left one guy behind without his wallet after he pissed off the rest of them. They were in a bus with them. So there you go. Good. Yeah. They're like, don't y'all want to meet up at the border and repel these Mexicans in the words of Cat Williams? No, we got bills and shit, you know, (laughs) like it comes down to to at the end of the day for a lot of these people. So it is, uh, it is encouraging. Bad Poison One on YouTube says, as a Texan, I'm a bit nervous, if I'm to be honest right now. Well, like I said, you know, y'all do this every few years, I feel like. Um, Jade Helm. Uh, I remember Jade Helm. Like, it, it's it's yeah. just like, it's so frivolous, man. People have real problems. Like, the Texas power grid fails if it falls down to, like, 46 degrees. And, like, it's, this is really what you're focusing on? Yes, 100%. It's like, yeah, they're they're making it. They're making it through this winter, so they're all cocky and shit right now. You know what I mean? Like, things haven't like gone completely to shit yet, but it ain't even February, so mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. But yeah, no hell, it's almost it is frivolous and absurd. But it's also again, it's just so uh, it's just so Texan to me. It's sort of part of y'all's like cultural identity. I feel like <laughs> as a state to be like you know. Texas over everything. T-O-E, toe. Tim Kenyon says, looking sharp, Trey. Oh, thank you. Yes, I was actually uh, a little bit behind today because I went to the barbershop and they were running behind. So, But thanks, Tim. Thanks for noticing. Appreciate it. Debbie Lynn Robertson says, thank you, Debbie Lynn. As always, you're always there watching my back, DLR. I appreciate you. Remember, hit the like button, everybody. 
smash that like button, subscribe, share, tell your friends, all that good stuff. And let's, like I said, once again, come and see me on the road, TreyCrowder.com. I got St. Louis and Indy coming up. D.C. is soon. Uh, Virginia and uh, Seattle, Richmond, Virginia-based, a lot of places. And I'm adding more all the time. So come see me, TreyCrowder.com. Also, like I said, if you like this program, you can show your support by signing up, signing up on Patreon weeklyskews.com slash more get some more skews in your life we'll have another bonus episode for you this very week and there's a ton on there in the archive if you haven't checked them out already so we appreciate it either way the important thing is you keep watching this here main show and we'll keep doing it we'll see you next skews d seven days from now see you love you bye